What is a summertime patriot? Y'all heard me use this term many times. A summertime patriot is someone who is willing to stand up for what's right and willing to take pride in their nation and stand for the rights and liberties and freedoms that we were granted just because we were born here. When it's easy. When it's popular. When it's fun. When it's cool. There are people that talk a good talk, but they do not walk a walk. When shit gets hard, they run. When it's time to make that hard call and say that hard thing. Well, it's don't rock a boat, don't cause drama. Well, surely it can't be that bad. Well, come on. They'll be better than that, won't they? And they sit there and they do nothing. And we've all been guilty of it for far too long. It's how we got to this particular part. Wake up! These are the times the dry man's souls, the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot, will in this time of crisis shrink from the service of his country. But he that stands by deserves the love and thanks of men and women. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What obtained too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. We seek fellow winter soldiers, because unlike the sunshine patriots, we stand by our country. Through thick and thin, doing whatever it takes to serve it, including exposing the crimes of those in government, in order to steer it back to the right track. Let it be told that in the depth of winter, when nothing but hope and virtue could survive, that the city and the country, alarmed at one common danger, came forth to meet and to repulse it. The term winter soldier is contrast of the summer patriot, who deserted at Valley Ford because things got hard. We were drawing the blood red line, have to be the winter soldiers now. We could be quiet. We could comply and live peaceful lives, but we feel because of what threatens this country, the medical tyranny, the silencing of dissenting voices, not from foreign nations, but our own government, it is why we must speak and stand. Remember the final line of the declaration that we mutually pledged each other, our lives, our fortunes, and our secret honor. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It must be fought for, protected, for if trouble must come, let it come in our time, so that our children can live. Welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. 
This is Jim. And then we got our two uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum sitting at the bottom. So normally this would be a place where we would go welcome to our Friday Night Live. Unfortunately, uh, we have apparently pissed off the tech overlords. And uh, they're not happy with us right now. So... (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, we're going to we're recording this and then hopefully when YouTube is done being mad at me I can upload it uh who knows when but so this will probably be you if if you listen to our audio uh, audio podcast and I know most of you do not right listen to our audio podcast this one will be here be there first and then we'll put it on youtube whenever they stop being angry at me for whatever reason but so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about all the crazy crap that's currently going on in the world i've been asked to repeat the same good news that i've used last three days because there's no oh wait there is actually a good piece of news the solar storm that was supposed to sit here and rack us has decided that it wants to move just a little bit south. So, you know, a little bit south at the surface of the sun over 93 million miles means that we're going to miss most of it. Now, the solar winds are hitting us with an increased amount. Uh, we're not going to hit the G3 status. However, the sun and its ever ever welcoming embrace of I'm going to burn the little fuckers is sitting here and still shotgunning us with solar flares and CMEs. So eventually one's going to get us, but that day is not today. And in that we will celebrate. So (laughs) there's your good news. Now everybody shut the fuck up. It's time for doom and gloom and war news. So the Zaphisar Saia, the, the zap, Right, uh, Ukrainian nuclear facility that is under the control of the Russians. Yesterday, they showed a video of uh, all of the military equipment, the Russian military equipment that's currently within the actual nuclear facility itself. Well, of course, Ukraine is not going to sit here and allow that, especially with the videos, right? The IAEA sitting here and uh, wants to conduct an inspection on the plant, even though their last one that they did two weeks ago said that they have broken every fucking rule when it comes to nuclear <laughs> nuclear reactors. But let's not worry about that. Let's sit here and worry about the fact that for somebody, now Ukraine is not taking credit for this, somebody decided that they were going to shoot at the nuclear power facility. Did not once. Not twice. No, no, no. In, in Chernobyl, we didn't actually launch missiles at it. It was just bad safety protocols. This time, they decide they want to shoot missiles at it. Six to eight large explosions were reported earlier today. So, uh, uh, well, now the IAEA is definitely going to make a, a, a scheduled trip to go sit here and see. Here's why this is important. Russia holds the facility. Ukraine doesn't want them to. NATO doesn't want them to. The IAEA doesn't want them to. They want to go, can we please not play war around the nuclear reactor? Well, Russia says, it's our territory now, bitches. And if you thought they were going to move, if you thought that they were going to negotiate, allow me to tell you why that is not going to happen. 
Putin. Ukraine. <laughs> Done. <laughs> well, yeah, but Ukraine fired missiles given to them by the United States into Russian territory. Not Russian territory. Actual fatherland Russia to destroy a munitions dump and cause massive evacuations of several towns. Then, one of the red lines that Russia drew was do not attack Crimea. Crimea is now Russian territory since 2014, and if you don't like it, get bent. Well, Ukraine decided that they were going to blow up the bridge that connected Crimea with Russia. So, any, any, any chance that maybe they could sit here and talk this out short of a nuclear fallout. By the way, the nuclear fallout would kill like 9 million people in nine countries. I mean, it would spread, it would spread all the way from where it is all the way to Germany, all the way into Russia and draw a giant big circle. Turkey, all of that area, you know, the whole breadbasket of fucking Europe and Africa and a lot of Asia and <laughs> all of them, all of them, all of them would be infected with radiation, which would cause a famine of biblical proportion. Uh, but that's not all. President Potato said that if a leak is to happen, they're going to hold Russia accountable, and we will do anything moving heaven and earth to sit here and intervene at that point. He wants to play in that sandbox so bad, it hurts him. To not... The 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 war hawks that are in our government, they want war. And they're so, going to get it. Let me see if I understand this correctly. Basically... If there's a leak that happens because Ukraine is lobbing fucking explosives at a nuclear reactor, it's going to get blamed on Russia because... Russia, Russia. had their territory and didn't give it away. It's kind of like the pedophile it's pamphlet kind of, that we talked about last time. When they no. sit here and they just blamed it on the Russians. It's Russian propaganda. It's actually more simple than that. It's like when my mother used to be like, hey... Your brother wants that toy. You're going to give him that toy. Otherwise, he's going to have a meltdown. It's going to be your fault. It's like, it's my fucking toy, damn it. Yeah, kind of like That's that. That's basically what is happening, except we're playing with nukes. Yeah. And the reactor facility, which is where all the equipment is, is designed to sit here and resist missile attack, right? Like, short of a really big bomb or a really small nuke. They're not piercing the reactor. However, the storage facility would essentially create a dirty bomb. Yay! <laughs> but wait, there's, there's more. more. <laughs> so here, here's how this works, right? France, so here called Russia and say, hey, what the fuck are you doing? And uh, Putin went, uh, did you lose your white flag? Who are you? You're not coming to me. The like, rest. No, you ain't talking to me. The rest <laughs> of NATO. See, I don't actually think that it was Ukraine that dropped the wet that caused the explosions at the nuclear power plant. I think there's a third actor, and uh, I think we know who uh, President Potato is in charge of. Because if you don't think that we're above starting a war. 
to get like right now people aren't paying attention to what's happening over there other than the fact that Russia bad, Ukraine good, right? They the the American people are so turned off. Oh, you mean we're sending another billion dollars every week? Yep. Yep, that that's what we're doing. And, and we're sending a thousand javelin missiles and more harms and more more of all the weapons that they can say and use to push it. Because let's face it, if Ukraine was to fight without American assistance at this point, they would be wiped off the fucking planet in a week. Two days. Well, let's put it this way. Even with our assistance, the numbers came out yesterday. The Russians have already killed 200,000 Ukrainian troops. That's with our assistance. Ukraine wants us there. The United States wants to be there. And they're going to get their wish. Ready? You're going to love this. NATO is thinking about instituting the Article 5 of the NATO Charter. Do you know what that means? Anyone? Anyone? Or do I just say words and they just bounce right off of your head? <laughs> Quad armor. Do you know what Article 5 is? I'm not aware of Article 5. All right, no, so Article, I'm not either. Article 5 of NATO is basically this. If one country goes to war against oh. Russia, all of the other NATO people are then duty-bound to do the same thing. So, allow me to sit here and tell you what is happening. So, do you know where Finland is? It's that big finger looking thing up there by Russia, okay? It's one of the three of them, yeah. So Finland has a social media influencer who likes to twerk and go to bars and dance in clubs and all of this stuff. They love she loves to be photographed doing that. Basically, she's a TikToker in charge of an entire fucking country. Wait, okay? what? And and I don't I don't care that it's a female. I do care that it's the social media mentality that I have a huge issue with. Because here's what Finland and Lithuania in a small part have decided to do, right? They have decided that they are going to block Russia in their St. Petersburg port from using the Baltic Sea. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. There's more. Finland was one of those. Can't even come out your goddamn driveway. Here's here's Finland's reason. Here's what Finland is also doing now. If you remember, one of the red lines for the United States is Finland should not join NATO. Yeah, well, our Congress voted to let them into NATO. Russia said, Finland, if you sit here and come after our citizens, not the military, citizens. And exclude them from your society, then we're go because they're right on the border, right? Then then we're gonna take that as an act of war. Finland, the wonderful social media influencer, has decided that she's going to not honor Russian passports. She's going to expel them from the country. She's going to stop 
Russia from using St. Petersburg to get into the Baltic Sea along with Lithuania. And this does two things. One is it's here. Not only does it piss off Russia, but it also cuts off Kaliningrad from receiving any ports, which is a Russian, a part of Russian territory that's nestled right at the southern end of the Baltic Sea, uh, right next to Lithuania. Lithuania already shut it off. Uh, the the ground travel and the railways into that point. They are legitimately trying to get Russia to nuke somebody. Why? They don't have to. Just let Ukraine sit there and fuck around a little bit longer and blow up the reactor. Russia's response to that is they already said that they will take out London and Washington, D.C. That's their opening salvo. At the risk of sounding incredibly horrible and knowing that this is never going to see YouTube. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. So how serious is the situation? Because I can sit here and I can show you news articles and I can show you studies and reports and, you know, videos of what they have said, right? Russia ain't fucking playing around no more. They have already decided that they're going to team up with China, North Korea, and Turkey. For those of you who are Christian, that is the armies that make up Gog and Magog. Just thought I'd throw that out there. But... How serious is it without using a biblical text? You wanted a piece of good news. Here's your last piece of good news. The CEO of Reddit just lost a case in which he was trying to spend $450 million to build a doomsday bunker in protected territory in New Zealand. And the earth worshippers sit here and decided to sit here and sue him so that he can't build in this pristine area. So he doesn't get his doomsday bunker. He lost that case. However, you need to realize that the elites have been working above and beyond to be prepared for what is coming. Civil war, nuclear war, uh, social unrest, all of this stuff. They are building their bunkers. Now, I'm not saying that you should go into the woods and build a, you know, a doomsday bunker, you know, that you should fo- stop, that you should follow it however you want. I am saying, however, that if people in the Depression said, if we knew what the rich were doing, we would have made it much better through the Depression. Yeah. If you know what they're doing, I'm not saying that you follow it exactly, but maybe, may, maybe start fucking preparing. If you don't, vegetables. if you don't have 30 days of food right now, you are fucked. They're talking about in case of nuclear war, in addition to the millions that will die in the flash of an eye, right? The ones that will be around that survive, they're predicting five billion dead. Billion with a B. We're at eight billion right now. Couldn't get it through COVID, so now we're going to do it through nukes. Beautiful. You are the carbon that they want to get rid of. If you don't have 30 days, I can't help you. 
Well, I have sit here and I have I have repeatedly told people to prepare, prepare, prepare. We've done shows on gathering food, how to purify your water. We did shows on the iodine. If you're not prepared now, do not come to me asking me what to do. I have given you enough warnings. If you're not ready at this point, when the masses wake up, it is going to be chaos and anarchy on a scale in which you have never seen before. They were killing people over toilet paper. What the fuck do you think they're going to do when their kids are starving? What the fuck are you going to do when the water is irradiated? Most people are going to glow green. They're going to die. It's unavoidable. I mean, think about it. No matter how many times you scream it, no matter how many times you try to tell people, they're not going to wake up until it's too late. And then they're going to be the ones that, you know, we laugh and we joke when we were playing that game. What, Consequences? What's the game called? Uh, Conflicted. Conflicted. And we always sit there and talk about everybody that turned into cannibals. Most of these people will eat each other. Because they have no idea how to get actual food. Maybe, maybe if we bring in Bible stories of biblical famine, there is a story in which they would sit here and they would two mothers, one would kill the child so that they could eat it one day, and then promise to kill the child so that they could eat it the next day. This is the level of shit that we are talking about. The hunger stones have shown up in the Rhine. The people... China is already preparing to kill off 120 million of their own citizens. Minimum, just to knock down the supply of food that's needed for their society. Are you listening Are you awake? Don't sit here. I mean, please go to the store, get bottled water while you can. Because in the UK, they've already got water restrictions. In the southwest of the United States, they already have water restrictions. And it's not going to get any better. Mexico is kidnapping people so that they can, for the the ransom is water. We're going to get to a point where water will be more valuable than gold. Do you understand what's coming? Are you awake? And I don't mean the whole woke bullshit like She-Hulk. I'm talking about... uh, I'm talking about... Do you realize how bad shit is coming? We are... Drought, torrential floods, social unrest, civil war, conflict, right, famine, and plague. It is a cycle. As old as time, you can look, if you don't want to use the Bible for the cyclical pattern of how this happens, just look, at look history. through history. There is a reason that every fucking generation of Christians since since Jesus Christ ascended to the clouds 
thought that their generation was the end because this shit happens on a circular basis. Your government is lying to you. Your government is going to sit here and it's going to sit here and it's going to abuse you. It's going to imprison you and eventually it's going to kill you. Christians, you've been labeled a terrorist. You're now Christian nationalists. It doesn't matter what subsect of religion you are. It doesn't matter what denomination you are. If you believe that this nation was founded on Christian principles, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you believe that America was was granted favor by God to fulfill a purpose, but we have strained from the past, but there's always a chance to go back, you are a Christian nationalist. If you believe in the exceptional nature of America as an idea, its morals, its drive to do good, you are a Christian nationalist. They're going to come for you. And what the fuck are you going to do? Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. 99.9% of the Christians in this nation will fold, buckle, and turn to secularism. 99.9% of the Christians in this nation will bitch the fuck out. They will deny their God for a loaf of bread. And if it's not for them, it's for their daughter. Or son, whatever, right? They'll sit here. I'm not. I'm not calling you out, Reaper. Just, just. <laughs> well, I mean, hell, they fucking did it when it came to the goddamn vaccines. What do you think they're going to do when there's actual food on the line? Yep. It was the simple threat that you might lose your job, that you might have to make change, that you might. The number one cause of issues within the church. The biggest attack right now is comfortability. You want to be comfortable. What was it we said the other day? The biggest threat to Christianity is Christians? No, no, no. I'm not talking about when it comes to spreading the message. No, no. I'm I, mean that, I mean that honestly. The biggest threat to Christians right now outside of that is still Christians for a simple fact. They would rather be comfortable than right. They would rather acquiesce and live on their knees than die on their feet. But that's not that that's the example to the others. There there are going to be a lot of Christians that if the rapture happens before the tribulation or mid tribulation, right? The second coming before they have to see and face any hardships that are going to miss heaven by 18 inches. The difference between their head and their heart. They're sit here, they're so wrapped up in that, oh, I love Jesus, he loves me just the way I am. I don't have to change. God wants me to be happy and healthy. And, yeah, what and, the fuck Bible are you reading to believe that? That's what I want to know. Even as a non-Christian, right? I, I hate organized religion, period. Doesn't matter, Christian, Hindu, Islam, <laughs> doesn't matter. But when I read through it and I look at it and go, what the hell are you reading? Because the Bible that I read states that, you know, faith without works is dead. Like, if you're going going to believe then you're going to be a better person you have to change you're going to want to change instead these people are like yeah we just love everybody everybody's fine we ain't gonna do shit it's okay don't judge anybody 
they give their agency to their pastors. <coughs> and unfortunately, that. pastors have become the new or had have joined the ranks of the elite and celebrities. That's why you get people like Creflo Dollar who sits here and say, you know, preaches the little G, we're all gods, right? That's where you get the people that says that if you they I I wish that I knew that we were going to go this direction. There was a pastor who yelled at his church because they did not get him the watch he wanted. He wore a million dollars of fucking jewelry in a church as the pastor to flaunt his wealth. Congratulations, dear sir. That is your eternal reward. But it is comfortability. It, it is the wanting to seek comfort. There are, it, and it's the, the, the Western church, right? We well, got rid. It's not well, just the church. Americans do the same thing. They would rather have security and comfort than stand by the principle of any kind of moral guideline. Yeah, but let's face it. We, we bash. It's very easy to bash on the left. It's really easy to bash on the Christian church because they're kind of the same thing at this point. But there is no more there is no more a good example than if you compare the church in China, which is heavily persecuted, versus the church in the United States. Do you realize that for the last 30 years there have been more missionaries coming to the United States than from the United States? Well, That's how fucked up we are. Well, I'll say this, even again, not as a Christian, just as an outsider. You don't have to stipulate with that. You can have an opinion without saying, oh, I'm no. not a Christian. But well, here's the this thing isn't TikTok. Like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. No, no, no. I mean, I, I mean, on TikTok, you have to justify, I may not be a pagan, but I may not be a Christian, but I don't give a fuck. Say what you want to say. Here we go. Here we go. The reason why more more missionaries are coming to the United States than anywhere else is simply because God has to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah because of us. Yes, Billy Graham said that a couple of years ago before he passed away. We are the number we are the number one consumer of pornography in the world. We're the number one producer of pornography in the world. We're the number one consumer of human trafficking. We're the number one guilty party. Everybody sits here, everybody in the queue, everybody on the right say go, well, we have to go in Ukraine because they have a human trafficking issue. They're the number one hub bullshit. We we are number one. You don't if if you need to understand that there is a reason that America being mystery Babylon is a very possible thing because everybody drinks from her cup. It's in Revelation. And they're all guilty of the wrath. America stopped making shit, started consuming shit, and its only export right now is entertainment and influence. You have... You have bands, you have singers, you have entertainment right now that is actively worshiping the devil. They were so brazen that in the Commonwealth Games in London, they summoned Ball. 
They were so brazen that they rebuilt the Tower of Babel in the opening games. I say Babel because that's how they say it there, but I usually say Babel. Not that it matters. But listen. Listen to what I'm telling you. Americans are so weak. If you see or compare the the actual ch- or the church in China versus the United States, they will, under threat of persecution, being thrown in jail or killed, will ride eight hours on a train. They will sneak there to go sit on a floor, a floor in stifling conditions for 8 to 14 hours to learn about the Lord, they will memorize the Bible. Chapters at a time. And when asked why, they said that when you're in prison, you have a lot of time to read. That they will smuggle Bible passages into the prison so that they can sit, knowing that the people who smuggle it in are just as likely to be arrested themselves. Richard Wormbram memorized 366 verses about thou shalt not fear. The American church, on the other hand, the church in the United States won't go to church. They have to drive more than five minutes to get there. They They won't go to church if the temperature of the church isn't right, too hot, too cold. They won't go to they if won't the, let you enter the church if you're not wearing a fucking mask. That's all I needed to know. That was my final straw. Well, China does that too, so uh, that's why I didn't include that one. <laughs> Isn't these the true definition of lukewarm Christianity? No, people uh, always fuck uh, up that. Cold. People always fuck up that translation. Do you know anything about the geography of Laodicea? Do you know why they use that particular why they use that particular phrase of lukewarm? Any idea? You want to call your pastor? Call a friend? Do you understand? Don't just mute yourself. Answer. <laughs> I mean, from the understandings I was that uh if it's cold you can drink the water if it's hot you can use it to bathe but if it's lukewarm you can't use it for either right and it's dangerous and it's very dangerous yes yes it's okay more so dangerous than than tepid water yeah so in in Laodicea they they were very far away from any actual water source so they had to push it through these pipes right and the water you know the water wasn't hot and it wasn't cold. For hot, you can use it for disinfection. For hot, you can use it for cleaning. If it's cold, you can drink it. If it's cold, you can use it for things. If it's lukewarm, it's not useful for anything, right? People always go, well, I would rather be hot or I would rather be cold. No, the words are clear in the verse for those who are willing to read. He's not saying that I would rather you thrown in hell if you're cold. No, I want you fucking useful. That's what he's saying. I'm glad. I am surprised that you actually knew that because most people go, well, you know, 
you're either going to heaven or hell, but if you're lukewarm, if you're lukewarm, what? There is no middle ground, right? That's how we get the concept of purgatory is from misinterpretation of scripture, right? Well, you know, I, I'm not quite bad enough to go to hell. No, no, there is no, there, there is no, I passed, but I didn't get a good score, right? You either pass or fail. There is no in-between when it comes to that decision. But people will sit here and use it all the time. All right, fine. Hey, hold but, on a minute. Hey, heretic. I can't. Un I can't unmute him because he muted himself. <laughs> Come on, Twinkie Pie. It's oh, Phoenix. He, he, what do you want? I want to hear your take on it. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear my take. Yes, we do. I just fucking asked you, you little cocksucker. No, no, no. Just think of it this way. The people who would sit here and jump on your ass or say that you're being too judgmental or uh, they radical, here with me. they're not going to sit here and join this podcast to argue their case. And they're probably not going to hear the episode. Well, if they do, if they do, hey, guess what? I'm more than happy to entertain you. Oh, I would love that debate. <laughs> well, here, here's here's my here's my take on it. You know, the fact of the matter is, is the Western Church is so watered down and full of, and like you said, the comfortability portion of it. Um. You know, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, we can't even take care of the people in our own backyard. And this has been my bitch for years is we'd send people to South Africa or we'd send people to Haiti or we'd send people to other countries. And what are we what are we actually sending them? We're sending them people that are watered down and neutered and pussified Christians that don't know the wouldn't know how to handle shit when it hits the fan. They go there for selfies. Right. And it, it, yeah. they go there and they take pictures for their Instagram. Oh, look, I'm doing the Lord's any, work. Click. Yeah, any of these people, not even just not even just Christians doing missionary work, people that go out and do relief work or stuff like that, they always have to have a goddamn selfie. I'm like, what happened to helping people just because they needed it? Yeah, it's people are people want the recognition. They want the they want their fifteen minutes of fame, and, and we are warned against that because that would be our reward. Exactly. That is why. That is why they. I think. I think that the whole uh, faith without works is dead, because if you're not moving, if you're not doing those works, then you cannot be classified as alive if there is no movement. But I think that the other reason that 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 you're not saved by works alone, lest anyone should boast, is because God sit here and went, that, that right there is what they're going to do right before I show up. They're going to sit here and take selfies, and they're going to sit here, look at my Instagram post, I'm going to make a TikTok. Yeah. They, it, they, oh, go ahead. No, it's, no, it's, it, it's one of those things, and, and I remember, there was a there was a time where uh, it's probably been you know a couple of years back where where no not six decades 
because there were times that we were talking about what we were doing with with another group uh we we would talk about what we were doing and it seemed like when you said that you know we're going down to do this and we do this and we never saw any photographs we never saw any proof of what you were doing whether you were doing what you said you were doing because you held that you held that belief that you know if i sit here and take selfies with all these people that i'm talking to and share you know sharing the word with then what what does that say about me you know you you remember what i'm talking about right pops i'm doing it for the hashtag yeah yeah that's yeah. why i never take pictures of that shit well, Don't, like, okay. Do not let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. Now, now, me and Pops had a conversation about this, and we were talking about one of the biggest reasons I walked away from organized religion, period. Whenever I was going out and I would help people, right, I would go out to the homeless. I didn't go out in a suit and a tie. I went out in a pair of ratty jeans and a T-shirt because I wanted to meet them where they were. I wanted them to be comfortable with, with me coming out to help them. I didn't make them pray. I didn't make them read the Bible, but they would ask me. Right. They would ask me and I'd be more than happy to tell them. But when I took uh, some of the people from the church, like, hey, well, we want to help out. I was like, OK, cool. They had to be there in suits and ties. They told people they have to pray. They wanted to take fucking pictures, like put the goddamn camera down and help people or get the fuck out. I say that to anybody. If I'm going out to help people right now, as it stands right now. With everybody thinking I'm pagan or whatever else, when I go out to help people, I don't take a camera. I dress like them. I go out and help them because of one reason. I want to help them. It's called being a decent human being. That's okay, all. When my, when my ass is the one talking about common decency and being empathetic, you know there's a fucking problem. That's how I know that Ragnarok or the Rapture or one of the available timelines that we need to prepare for is near. <laughs> I mean, but uh, going to a Christianity standpoint, Christ did that. Christ actually would get down and help the beggar. Christ would actually eat with the, the sinners. He would eat with the tax collectors. And you don't, you won't see that in today's society because they want to picture with them eating with the tax when's the last time? When's the last time you gave a, a homeless person something to eat? All right, don't matter. Don't, don't, don't. You had to think about it. Don't, don't. What you do to the least of these, you do unto me. Matthew 25. By the way, that Matthew 25 comes after the end times thing, right? When he warns you about all of the stuff that's happening, tells you it's the sheeps and the goats. Uh, judgment, yeah, pay attention. <laughs> but it okay. So I love, I love when people say that that Jesus ate with the criminals. Jesus ate with the prostitutes. Yeah, you're correct. Who they were before they met Jesus. Yes, you are correct. However, he still fucking corrected them, but now we can't do that because it's politically correct. The truth is offensive. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Heaven for fucking bid a pastor speaks the truth because they're worried that their ties will go the fuck down. So you, you have a job, not a, not a calling. That's what that is. It's a job. 
Just call it what it is and call it a performative art. Look, I knew that mo- I knew that's, that ninety. I knew that 95% of the pastors were bullshit when they sit here and they started to hand pre-printed books about this is what you're supposed to teach. This is what you're supposed to do. Not listening to the Lord. Not, not, you know, I get that maybe you need a study guide to break down something. I, I understand that. But when they started to pass out the purpose-driven church bullshit, this is how you grow your following. This is how you sit here and you serve people. This is a sermon that's guaranteed to make people feel bad so that your tithes and offerings will go up. Let's talk about that one. Really, motherfuckers? It's a business to you, not a calling. Because if it was a calling, you would listen to the Lord and the Lord would give it. But I can sit here and almost guarantee you that if I sit here and go when get one of the celebrity pastors and then the people that fall underneath his uh, association, they're all going to preach that same message. Maybe a different life story, but not always. The SPC was just found guilty of all those people fucking plagiarizing each other's sermons. I love people like that, though. This is another reason I'm not allowed in most churches, because every time I go into one, I pick a fight with a the pastor. They'll make a statement. And I'll be like, no, 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 no. I got a question. I have a question. Let me interrupt this bullshit for a second. Let me ask you a simple question. See, that's why I would never invite you to any church I went to because you would stand up and interrupt. Yeah. There's a certain <laughs> flow. Yeah, yeah, you know, like if they say something stupid, I would be like, hold the fuck on a minute. But you know something that makes me sad? As bad as the pastors and preachers and as bad as these church leaders are, the constituents are so much fucking worse. The flock is so much fucking worse because they don't know what they believe. They just know what they're told. They don't have any. That is what they believe. Exactly what they're told. They have handed over their agency for their faith. It is no longer faith in Jesus Christ. It's now faith in the pastor that the pastor is going to sit here and tell them everything they need to get into heaven. The secret combination switch to have this fucking awesome life. So they don't, they don't, they did a survey uh, uh, across the nation. They went and asked Christians specifically of a bunch of different denominations. What, uh, uh, when in the last seven days, other than church, have you opened up your Bible to read it? You know, there's a reason why I don't discuss religion very often, except with people like you. Because most of the time I walk in circles around people on purpose to see if they can even defend their position. If you Fair. cannot defend your position, fuck you. You have no faith. All right. So I I think that there are people who have the ability to argue. And I think that there are that would be you. And there, there are people who have the ability to discuss, which would not be you. <laughs> Debate is verbal combat. You and Vody Bachman would get along really well. They talk he talks about verbal sparring all the time, right? You and him would do well, right? There are people who just do not have a very um like they may know what they believe, but if they were to get in a debate with you, you would just drown them out. You would turn up the volume just enough so that they wouldn't be able to speak. Right? But at the same hey, time, hey, hold on a second. You can shut the fuck up down there in the bottom corner because you can't. I was gonna say, I know you're not fucking talking about me because I'll fucking yell back, goddammit. 
I'm talking about that little fucker in the bottom corner. Don't I, I said I, don't don't start with me. I I don't want to ever get into debate with you because of that reason. I I mean I'll be the first to be honest. I yep. I, I suck at debating. So it's because the the problem that I have, and this is it's it's kind of a character flaw for me. But if you cannot defend your position, you don't actually believe it. You need to be able to understand your position well enough to be able to speak. You don't have to verbally spar like I do. I have fun with it. It's my nature. I am a controversial person just because I love it. But if you can't stand up to me as a non-Christian coming at you from your own scripture, then your faith is weak and you need to work on it. Okay. To be honest, I have seen you absolutely take over a conversation and increase the volume and not let people say any words there is a difference between debating someone and just continuing to talk and give like 30 second pause i cannot give you the gospel on the fine points that you're fucking asking for in 30 goddamn seconds before there you took too fucking long not everybody has the type of recall you do in a fucking debate i mean Let's be fucking honest. Sometimes in a debate, you could be a fucking bully. If I just talk louder than you, and I just sit here and continue to say words, like if I sit here and don't like what you say, go yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do, yabba dabba do, the conversation doesn't go anywhere. But you're gonna sit here. It's it's like sometimes it's like playing uh, chess with a pigeon. Right, you see here, run around, knock all the fucking pieces over, shit on the board, and strut off like you fucking won, right? Which is why there are people who are called to go make those like apologists, right? That you, the people that you sit here and you have the people who have you know pastors and evangelicalists. Uh, fuck, I know I mispronounced that name, but I need caffeine. So, (laughs) but there are people, right, who have that gift of gab, who can sit here and can talk. And then you have other people who naturally are timid and they, they trip over their tongue. Both of them are bodies, which is why they refer to the church as the body of Christ, because some people are mouths and some people are assholes. And see... That's why I kind of got out of the calling because I started to realize one, I needed to work on my faith, but two, uh, I'm not one of those ones that would stand up in front of the church and give a sermon. That's fine. But okay. So the reason that I used asshole is because scientifically speaking, no, no, no. I, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> scientifically speaking, the mouth has the same tissue as the asshole. So essentially, they're both made of the same material, but it's how they address it. Tyr, if he was Christian, would be an asshole because he gets rid of the waste. He is stinky and defensive. So what's your actual... I, I, I don't mean stinky as in body odor. I mean, you know what I mean, but you get rid yeah, of I'm the, I'm, I'm the one that, you know, hey, 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 you, you feel like you've done something? Here, let me just show you what you haven't done. Now get the fuck out and try again. So what you're trying to say is that he's the asshole because everything that <laughs> comes out of his mouth is shit. Hey, oh, hey, you. hey. 
Did oh, I, no, I, you really want to start with me? I, I would like you to know that uh, there's more than one asshole in this particular call. Just saying. Wow, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. I may be the asshole, you may be the mouth, but Phoenix is definitely the pussy. Always I am, takes a good pounding. I, <laughs> I I am not the mouth. I am not the mouth. I am not the mouth. I am the hands and feet. Right. I like to do. I do not like to talk. To me, words mean nothing if they don't have any action. Right. And that, that, I think that's one of the things that bothers me the most. Is that's why I start speaking when, when it comes to religious topics. I'd rather do. And I don't care who sees it, who doesn't. I would rather do. But I hear that bitching, that moaning, that whining, that complaining, that false. And I'm like, and fuck you. I can't stop it. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me just go ahead and wipe this out. It's because God didn't give me patience. Did you ask him for it? Yeah, he gave me endurance instead. (laughs) <laughs> fair, fair, you fucking <laughs> No patience for you, but endurance, you can have it by the bucket pool. I'll take it uh, all day long, but Jesus. I, it just, it bothers me, though, when I realize that it's not just, you know, we've, we've harped on Christians, but I'm going to try and turn around American people. I get so sick and tired of seeing these people on social media that talk about everything they do. And then you realize that they didn't do it. They were just there for the photo op. They didn't do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm looking at all these things. Okay, I know I'm going to piss off some people. Guess what? I'm an asshole. You already knew this. But if you're from TikTok and you're listening to me, I love cute Kentucky shop, right? She's out there trying to help people, right? She's trying to help people here in Kentucky that have been hit by the floods. There's a whole fucking slew of you jackasses that aren't doing jack shit besides sit there and put your name on it so you can grow a little fucking clout. Like, piss the fuck off. Either shit or get off the fucking pot. You're not doing anything. And those kind of people piss me off the most because I'm like, really? You, you talk about, you talk as good game, but oh my God, I, I feel so bad. Let's help these people. But you do shit. Fair. <sighs> I needed one of those. I know that I figure if I, all I had to do was threaten nuclear war. I mean, not me individually threatening nuclear war, but bringing it up and talking about, you know, the elites are starting to prepare for the end of the world and civil unrest. Did you see the video in LA where they decided that they were going to have a street? What do you call it? I know it's a flash mob, but if they're robbing, is it a flash loot? Where they all came in and they tore up the store. It's a flute. I I like it. I like it. This one time in bad camp. So, uh, (laughs) so, so they're all of this. It's not a a flesh flute. Okay. No skin (laughs) flutes for you. So they sit here and they went and they just absolutely destroyed this store. Right. And then they wonder why their 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 cities are dying. They wonder why people don't respect authority, why they don't respect their elders, why respect they don't authority. Because you need to put you need to put tags on toes.
People ask, oh, well, that's not the appropriate response for looting. That's not the appropriate response for stealing. You know what? You are under the mistaken assumption that you believe that your life is worth more than my property. Let me cure you of that. <laughs> I got a pill for that. Well, it's like somebody told me the other day, they're like, I can't believe you would actually shoot somebody if they were to rob you. I was like, yeah. It's like, well, that means you're valuing your stuff more than their life. It's like, no, no, you got this fucking twisted. They valued my stuff more than their life. Well, okay. Your largest investment that you will ever make is either going to be a car if you're into cars or your house, right? Those, those are your two biggest investments. When you figure out how much money they cost and then break that up on your hourly wage, how much of your life is wrapped up in that property, bitch, I will shoot you for a fucking Klondike bar. My house? Motherfucker. McNugget, all right? <laughs> Back when McNuggets used to be 99 cents. So. All right. So final thoughts since we kind of made this whole episode council and we kind of moved everywhere around. So uh, plot armor. Last thoughts. Well, going back to the fact that they don't respect authority, honestly, it actually starts in the with the parents, honestly. The parents don't teach kids to respect authority, in my honest opinion. Do you... Wait, 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 hold on. Do you... Do you discipline your daughter? Yes. How? We, Does she respect you? If you yes. told her to be quiet, would she stay quiet? Yes. Bullshit! I've been on calls where you told her to be quiet and she would not be quiet. And then I got off those calls and I disciplined her for it. Moving on. I'm not. No, 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 no. I promise to behave. <laughs> All right. It starts at home. Good. You, you install that. So let me ask you a question because I think your discipline and my discipline are different and I think that might be the thing. What is your type of discipline? Because my type of discipline is you can, you can be chaos because I enjoy chaos. But when you cross that line, I will put the fear of God in you. I mean, we, we have a rule. After the second time, if we tell you, you're you're getting a smack on the hand. After the second third time, time we, after the second time, because the first time they may not understand, but after the second time, she knows she's getting a smack on the hand. After the third time, she may get a smack on the butt. A smack. A smack. I. Okay, I know. I know that you're a new parent, and I don't want to criticize your parenting style, but I gave my sons one rule, <laughs> and that was it, and if they ever broke it, I would tan their ass, like, to the point where they won't sit for a week. I know they call it child abuse now. Guess what? My house, my rules. I grew up in a house with huge males 
and a grandmother who was like five foot three. And her rule was very simple. You will do what I say, and I don't care how big you are. If I have to get on a ladder and hit you over the head with a frying pan, my house, my rules. And from the time that I was four years old, well, probably younger than that, but I can remember being told that at four years old, it has stuck with me for over 40 years. People don't want to smack their children because they're afraid that they're, it's told that, oh, it's, you know, there is a difference between disciplining and beating your child. And society keeps moving that goalpost from the disciplining to the beating, right? So now anytime you do anything, oh, I can't believe. And then they say here, they give you rules about, you know, well, you have to wait until they're a certain age. <laughs> There's a reason they have a diaper. And it's not to hold shit. It's to pad that ass when you smack them. Because I guarantee you, if you hit them with a diaper on, they will pay attention. Like, my son was not a big hitter when he was younger. He decided he was going to wait till he was a preteen to go smack Mama Bear one time. <laughs> One time. <laughs> I just can't One see time. Him flipping over backwards. <laughs> I told look, I am I am 45 years old, right? I told my mother no once. <laughs> One time. <laughs> and that was it. All right, Phoenix, your turn. Final thoughts. Well, I'm going to... Purple. I'm, okay, yeah. good job. Put the Green. flashlight down. <laughs> no, I, I am going to say you are correct in one aspect. Yes, it starts in the home. But when you have assholes that are of the age of accountability that can make the decision whether or not they're going to be a fucking criminal and just walk around and loot shit, that ain't on the parents at that point. They are at that age that that's their goddamn choice. Oh, Fair. Hold on. Hold on. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to argue. <laughs> yes, sir. I just said fair. Go ahead, argue. No, I, 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 I'm going to argue. Because if the parents had done their job and raised that child the way they should have, the vast majority of them wouldn't be sacks of shit walking around getting ready to loot something. There is a percentage that are going to do it one way or the other. Right. I get that. I'm not going to say there isn't. But most of these, most of these are not just poor life choices. It's poor parenting. They let them get away with everything. They gave them a smack on the hand. Go sit in timeout. Go sit in the corner. I'm going to take away your games instead of beating their ass like they needed it when they were growing up. So now they have no idea about consequences and they make that choice because they were never given proper parenting. And they live in a society which is more than willing to give them all the freedom that they need to be as evil as they are right now. Yep. True. You, in school, you spend – during their school ages, right, which is why it's important to establish those rules before they go out into public, before you take them to school, which is why I am highly opposed to anything before first grade. 
maybe kindergarten to learn how to fucking count, right? When I was growing up, kindergarten was to get you to learn how to do the alphabet, to learn how to read. Uh, now they expect you to know it. And if not, they put you in the dumb class, right? Where they sit here and they, they rank you. Well, if you don't know that, oh, and now we have pre two, pre three, pre four, whatever, you know, they have all of these. They are trying to get your children at as young as possible because the formative years for their attitude generally is zero to five. Right. But they also, if, I mean, if you if you look at it, they also use the, those those formative years because that's when you that's when you start your socializing and learning how to actually work with people who are different than you. And I, I, I agree with you tier to a point. And that point is there are those people who had the ass beatings. They had the, you know, they had the uh, boards used on their ass. They had, you know, the razor leather strap uh, used on their ass. And they get to high school, they get to college, and then they start to experiment because they, they think that they missed out on something. So, yes, I agree with you to a point, but, you know, it... I, 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 don't, get, don't give me that, okay... For, to a degree, I'll agree with you, but don't give me the rest of that bullshit for 90% of America. What you're looking at is a fourth, a third or fourth generation problem. Right. No, I, I agree. It's generations of people not being disciplined, teaching other people and disappointing them even less and even less and even less until you've reached a point where all it is is hedonistic bullshit. Well, that's that's when you have people write these, these books. But God damn. <laughs> <laughs> now that that right there is what I like to call an attitude readjustment. What, hey, One time, hey, really? <laughs> was that was that Arson's ass prints on that thing? <laughs> I haven't had to use it in a long time. I'll tell you what, I made a I I laughed at mom one time when she when she spanked me with the belt because it didn't hurt and I thought it was funny. That was a fucking mistake. <laughs> Dad came in with something about that size. <laughs> Tan my freaking hide, dude. Tanned it. Never did that again. But no, I hate to say it. Like, I, I, I'll repeat it. I, I can get to, there are certain outliers. You're always going to have shitty people. That's that's just life. But you're looking at a, a fourth or third generation problem where people have disciplined less and less and less. And it ends up exponentially exacerbating the problem because now they have no idea like my consequences are less than what my father's were which are less than what his father's were and Fair. if i were to have if i were to train up a child and i were to do the same pattern well you reach a point where it's like okay why do i even bother disciplining i want to be my child's friend not their parent see that is Fair. the distinctive so many parents want to be friends with their children or they want to live vicariously through their child, right? They don't sit here and they're not, they're not there to be the parental guardian. They want, they want the happy child. They don't want the screaming child. They want to sit here and they, they want to be buddies. And, and my, my son, Arson understands that we can be buddies and we can have a good time. And I'm all about free range children. 
right? Where you, there is a certain chaos that can exist, but there is a line that is immovable. And if you cross it, or if you get close to it, there are penalties for messing with that line. There are penalties for messing with the line. But dear God, does that take away like 10 pounds? Holy shit. He's 6'4", 300 pounds. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) You need a fucking bear trap for that. Holy crap. No, I, I like I said, I get where you say it starts at home. But when does it start? Who are you when asking? When does it start? Uh, I'm asking, I, I'm making a, a, a rhetorical question. Where does it start? When does it start? Because how many people immediately get away with anything? Well, it should. Look, my kid learned that hard stuff hurt the moment he started walking. The moment he started to move around and put stuff in his mouth, there were consequences. The first time that he bites you, that she bites you, that the child bites you, you bite them back. Just enough that it causes pain. My dad used to take three fingers. And he just, boom, right on the top of the head. Oh, I swear to God, I've got a dent back there somewhere. You do have a dent. We were gonna, we weren't gonna say anything because we thought maybe it was from you, know, from the issue in your brain. But no, no, not, no, no. now we understand. <laughs> Don't sound like a freaking melon. You know, it's like okay, like we taught we've we've wrapped our children in bubble wrap for so long and coddled them for so long. Like when I was growing up, I used to run my hands on top of everything when I was first learned to walk. Right. I touched that hot stove one time, burnt the shit out of my hand. But you know what? I learned, hey, you don't fuck with that. Yes, there is a reason that people say stupid should hurt. Our society yeah. would be much better if we let the weak amongst us discover how much it fucking hurt. Because then they wouldn't be stupid. For example, and I know that this is a tragic case. The guy who in Las Vegas who broke into the... That broke into the store and the clerk fucking knifed his ass. Stupid should hurt. And he learned that lesson. Unfortunately, it was the last lesson he learned. So, and and say what you want, but play stupid game, win stupid prizes, and stupid hey, should hurt. Didn't you tell me once before you can't you can only beat a dead horse so much? My, my response was if I keep beating it, maybe the other horses will learn. <laughs> Maybe they'll learn from example, but they won't. Like, how many people do we know do stupid shit repetitively over and over and over again because they know there's a safety net? Yeah, my favorite is I have I have family who are law enforcement, right? And they say, please raise your children correctly because the half an hour that I spend talking to your child does not rewrite the 15 years that you ignored them. All right, so uh, on a scale of one to ten, we're fucked when it comes to nuclear war. Uh, that's I'm going to end it with my statement of uh, that I learned from you. If the truth kills them, let them die. Fair. All right. So thank you all for joining us on another episode of Winter's Call Podcast, which is good because Mama Bear needs to go to bed. So bye bye. Don't.